Man Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change, includes up to five quarts and standard filter, additional oil and specialty filters extra, includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes, includes new pads and rotors, applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance, besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash madridmaintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. And I want to thank you all for joining us. None of us will ever forget this day. Until we've achieved our mission. None of these demands were met. Video monitors. We are stronger than ever, and we will prove it to the world. Thank you all for coming. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. You know, the microphones are on, you know. You guys, sorry, Trevor doesn't tell me anything. He just doesn't tell me. On occasion, he'll tell me to put on pants, but he doesn't tell me when the microphones are on. Uh, Other than that. Pants aren't necessary. We pants are a necessary evil. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Well, let's see. Welcome to another fantastical episode of Man Tools. Here, every Friday night. Uh, we're now streaming off of uh, the Facebook page. We are. Off of Twitch, on the YouTubes. Uh, where else? Uh, Mixer. Mixer. That's the one. That's the one I forget, Mixer. Microsoft's answer to Twitch. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Are, are we on the, are we on the, um, the Apple thing yet? 
Or are we still new to I don't podcasting? Know what the, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> Apple's streaming service is, but no, uh, we're not. Um, you guys can check us out on, uh, I believe, iHeartRadio. Yes, we are on iHeartRadio. Yeah, so and we are on Apple Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and anywhere you find your finer podcasts. Yeah, pretty much we're all over. We are uh, now that we've gotten the hang of it. <laughs> now that we're not no longer new to uh, podcasting, I think that's hilarious. Well, Trevor, how was your week, buddy? Uh, not bad. We've uh, been painting upstairs, the main level of the house, and. Uh, that's been, yep, work. Yeah, and uh, it's four letter word, baby. Yep, and um, <clears throat> the only other big excitement was uh, saw a bear in the driveway on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do live up here in the mountains. I do. Yep. yep, the bunker is located in a secret location up here in the mountains of Colorado Rado Springs. So bears are a thing. <laughs> It's getting that time of year too. You know, yeah, it's starting cold. to cool off. They're uh, they want to bulk up for uh, hibernation, which uh, was a concern because uh, I left a gym bag in my car that had some pre workout in it, and I was worried that he'd go tear my car open to get jacked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. He left but the he car. He didn't alone. do it. He didn't do it. Let's see. Uh, had a hell of a week, man. Um, did this really cool thing. Last Saturday, it was called the Haunted Brew Fest, and I sent you a picture oh, yeah. of that. Yep. Sent you a couple. Uh, didn't totally get annihilated because I kept going back for the same brews. So in Carl Springs at the uh, uh, what is it, the, Pen- the the Equestrian Center, Penrose Event Center, something like that, down on Eighth Street. It's where they have the rodeos. Once a year, we do a, uh, they do the Haunted Brew Fest, where all the vendors that make beer and such. Um, get together and show their wares. It's like a big uh, fucking cool-ass trick-or-treat. Nope. Scroll over. That's for that's for later. Nope, that ain't it. Nope, that ain't it. Nope, that ain't it. I gotta go back. I know I sent it. Did that not go through? Uh, that's, I don't know. That's the most recent picture I've got from you. Son of a... Let's All right. See. Well, we'll get that. Well, yeah, they should be coming through any minute now because I sent that and... Uh, oh, the video is... Taking forever. Sorry, buddy. Oh, it's up uploading. Yeah, so it's taking a minute. <clears throat> of course. Well, we'll get back to that. Okay. Um, and you guys know, everybody knows, I'm a huge Big Wreck fan. Have been since 1997. Uh, had to get a passport to go see them in 2012 because they weren't coming to the United States. However, the video should be loading any minute, so I'm killing time. However... For the first time since 1997, Big Rex showed up in Denver. Uh, they have a new album out. It's fucking awesome. Check it out. Purchase it. I'm totally backing these guys up. And then go buy everything they've ever done because it sounds amazing. So uh, uh, thanks to Mel who was like, hey, like caught Ian. I wasn't even paying attention. Let's, let's show that photo if we can. I actually got to chat with Ian again and I haven't talked to him for a while yeah let's throw that up there we'll throw that up there somewhere yeah there it is which makes the you were I'm glad we're doing it in this order because it's going to make the next picture even more funny (laughs) whenever it shows up 
Boom. There we go. There we are. All squished. <laughs> nice. Yep. Just a couple of rock and roll dudes hanging out uh you know, downtown Denver. Got to say hi to him again and uh enjoy a fantastic show. And they played at the marquee. Oh yeah. Tiny little place. Yep. I've played there dozens of times. It's kinda awesome when you're uh you know the guys that you uh I don't know, I don't wouldn't say heroes, but you know, the people you aspire to and follow their careers. Um you know, they play the same venues you do. Yeah. They're huge in <coughs> in Canada, eh? Huge. <laughs> We're huge in Belgium. <laughs> he even said he's like, you know, <laughs> he, he he said something nice. Oh, I think that's popping in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He said something really nice. He said, um, do we have that video clip? He said it's neat. Yeah, we yes. do. He says it's really cool. He says, you know, to come yeah. back to come all the way down here to America. You know, and it's not 20,000 people, but you guys make it feel like that. And I don't think he was just That's awesome. doing lip service because of this next little video clip that we're going to show from the concert. Um, I will say this. If you're one of those douchebags that videotapes the whole concert from the front row, I'm probably going to spill my beer on you. Yeah, there it is. Let me uh, pop it up on the screen. We're going to drag it over. Meow. And then stick it up on Meow. We'll play this video yeah. I knew this was coming. So anyways, oh yeah, good, that was a damn good show, man, I gotta tell you, that one dude right there in the front though basically recorded the whole show and yeah, that's, that's Ian's lame. like, Ian's all the singer from Big Wreck, he's like, yeah buddy, that's that's not distracting at all, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice, <laughs> fucking sarcastic bastard. <clears throat> yeah, to to both the band and the audience, that's yeah. kind of a... He, he really, and then he, he actually said, which I found very, very amazing, he was giving that dude shit. He gave that dude shit again. The guy wasn't fucking paying attention. <clears throat> he said, "You know, you're gonna get better sound if you uh, go stand back by the sound booth, like, <laughs> and you can zoom in with your phone. It'll feel That's like true, you're in the yeah. front row. It'll That's sound true. better." He goes, "It's not my amp either. It's this fucking drummer. He plays so loud. All you're gonna get is." <laughs> I was yep. like, "That's nice." And he goes, and then Ian's like, "Man, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm fucking with you." You want me to take a selfie? And he grabs dude's phone and goes like, dun, 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 takes a <laughs> selfie with dude. And then dude put his phone away. I was like, nice. Very political, very well played. Yeah, but that's why, uh, have you heard of those yonder bags? Yonder bags. No. So some artists, uh, mostly stand-up comics, from what I understand, are using them. It's a bag that they issue you at the, when you come into the venue. Right. Your phone gets locked into it. Oh. They hand you the key with yeah. the little number. And if you want to use your phone, you got to come back out to the front and get your phone, and you're not allowed to take it in. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, it costs the artist more, you know, because yeah. they have they have to put up that money to sure. have yonder 
provide that but service. But if you're but if you're new band rocketing to the top and you got a new single, you you want people to come to your show, or if well, you have a stage it, show that you don't need. And like with stand-up comics, if their special isn't out yet, yeah, then it ruins. And they're doing the material, whole you know, or working on material that's going to be on the special. They the, don't want that no, to be seen before the special not. comes out. So, so let's jump back <coughs> to the other picture where I look like a preacher because <laughs> of the shadows. All right, so there it is. Now we'll jump over to another one, and let's go back to the haunted brewfest thing because I, yeah, yeah, this was super fun. You have to drag it over. Let's see where we're at, Trevs. I mean, I think I just need to refresh this. Refresh it. Refresh. We're going to refresh it. Now we can see all of Trevor's pictures. So, yeah, let's get that, that one right down now. Boom. Nope. nope too late. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so we went as the TARDIS and the 11th Doctor. I think that was pretty cool out. That is, yeah. Right? Now, I got to see, though, one of the guys there, speaking of preachers, see if this is it. Yeah, this guy as, was as preacher. on point. If you yeah. guys haven't seen, I mean, the walk, the cigarette, he had a fake cigarette that he could walk around with in there that he'd light and it would, you know, he'd flick it and whatever and it'd glow. This cat, David, he was on point. He had the walk. He had the mannerisms. If you want to talk cosplay, he was all about it. So, super fun. That was a super fun time at Haunted Brewfest. Super fun time at the concert with some man tools rules. If you're going to videotape the entire fucking show, you're going to be annoying to everybody. And you are a tool. You're a tool. <laughs> you're a tool. So that's uh, that's that was the fun part of the week. The other part is, um, well, we are... <laughs> wow, we look all sawed off in that picture. <laughs> that's funny. All right, you can pull that down. That looks all terrible. Right. <coughs> it's all squished. All squishy. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I didn't even turn this thing on, Trevor, so I'm at a loss. It's all right, man. Um, Because I know we had another bit of news from the concert stuff on the concert side of things, which I thought was pretty freaking hilarious. I don't recall that. Um, I didn't send you that on the tweeters. Oh, you know what? I didn't check Twitter. Oh, fuck <laughs> a duck. Anyway, we'll just report I on it. Do you remember then. that? <laughs> no. So here's what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Wolfie Van Halen, who uh, my old band, Channel 27, got to open for his old band, Tremonti. And we've stayed in touch. And he posted on his, uh, yeah, that was it. He posted on the Twitters. There it is. Let's see if we can drag that picture up. So Wolfie uh posted on the tweets and this thing's going this thing's going nuts right now. Wolfie, by the way, is uh Wolfgang Wolf, Van Halen. Wolfgang Van Heilen. Um some dude, Rando, walked up at the Tool concert uh in LA, walked up the steps and asked some other dude that was just sitting there to take his picture with the stage behind him, if he could do that for him real quick. Not knowing who dude taking the picture was. It was Eddie fucking Van Halen. Yep. So Wolfie took a picture because he was sitting behind his dad or whatever and got a picture of that, of the dude getting a picture, taking a picture from 
Eddie Bad. And it's like, this guy has no idea who my dad is. This guy just thought he was some random dude. Hey, can you take my picture? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's pretty fucking funny. Like you don't, you know, if you're at a concert, you don't expect to see Eddie Van Halen sitting there in the in not the, not in the stands in the stands. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's pretty funny. That's some funny shit. Anyway, well, there you go. Some hilarities for you guys. And uh, let's see what other news, what other interesting things we have going on. Uh, the new drinking establishment. Mm-hmm. Mm. For those of you in Colorado Springs, I'm happy to report that uh, we are, as of you know now, as of the as of this broadcast, the hype on 19th and Uena is fully licensed, insured, and ready for business tomorrow. All right, super stoked on that. Um, do we have our uh, our new patron all set up for a shout out? Uh, no, we already did that. Oh, I must. I- I put her because uh, I want to say that uh, Melanie over at Six and Giving busted her ass today. Oh, yeah. To get uh, the hypes insurance all sorted out, set up <coughs> and dialed in um, and saved our bacon for a huge event tomorrow. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am uh, very much a part of the uh, operations there at the hype. And al- along with a super fantastic crack team of people who were all about it today, I gotta say, they were just, they were killing it. And uh, I'll be back there later tonight to button up a few things and clean up my mess. All my tools are all sitting there in the in the bar. Oh. So, yeah. That may, that may hamper the opening. Yeah. We don't need, uh, we weren't sure, but we don't need any liability of tripping over my extension cords. <laughs> all the stuff I got going on over there. So that's uh yeah that's the in the week in a nutshell. Oh shit. So I think Trevor O'shitted. Yeah, I did. Well, I do have one more quick thing. And I'll tell you guys what is crazy about having big contracts. You know what I've been learning lately, Trevor? What's that? I have been learning I mean, I knew a little bit about project management, but only on a scale of like me and a dude. Right. Trying to get, you know, I can keep everything in line. Not so much. This, uh, having the, I'm learning, taking that, I'm basically a crash course in big project management because I got to say, man, it is, it's, it's ridiculous when it's this big of a, this big a scope, you know, we got 40 buildings and 5,000 things to do. And it's a, that makes a, that sounds big. I'm like, like I want to get a bunch of work done, but most of my day is is smashed by going and getting materials or making sure that this gets done, making sure that that rolls in, adding the extra work orders and add-ons and all that other jazz. So it's uh, it's uh, kind of like just working. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you feel like you get something done when you don't. Um, when you're on this big of a job, it's it's just crazy. It's a lot a lot going on. A lot of facets, a lot of ins and outs, a lot of moving parts. But we'll say this, it is a lot of money. Um this is not us, right? No, that's that's old. Need to find their I don't find, know why it's not refreshing. Find our scripties. 
Anyway, we're new to podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Man Tools Show. Glad that uh, all y'all are watching. It's super fun. And uh, we're going to jump in, I think, here pretty quick. We should get to the news and get this stuff sorted out today. Doink. There we go. See if that helps you. Uh, anyways, on to the news. shitstorm <laughs> you know what <laughs> yes <laughs> yes welcome to denver everybody if you didn't know colorado got smacked with a huge snowstorm depending on where you were at it was huge it was a lot of snowfall but the prelude to our you know the first real day of winter was the windstorm so it's got to blow it all in and here in denver here's basically what happened at the park what he's saying is, this is mad, it's fucking windy, and this guy had to hold his kid down, and there goes the TARDIS. <laughs> Wait, boom, there it goes. Yep, so parts of Denver, they had up to 70 mile an hour winds. Disgusting. And whatever was in that porta potty is, is now, now all over, all over. <laughs> all over the park, including everyone that was standing there. <laughs> Let's watch that again. It looked like the TARDIS taking off. <laughs> Here it goes. Ooh! <laughs> uh, and round two. Oh, that got all the. Uh, good times not a good day to be in denver no i mean that cu it really did come out of nowhere that whole that whole storm did just it was uh turned into a quickly bad day up next we've got a uh, a ruling on guardianship yeah so this is an interesting story uh i'll give you some background here um james younger is a seven-year-old boy uh at the age of three, there's, and I'm going to show you a video of this, uh, his mother, who's a pediatrician, and his mo mother and father are now splitting up, uh, <coughs> started telling him that he's a girl, and then started saying, I want to transition him. So there's a court ruling in that, uh, which at first, it was very strange. The jury, like the jury ruled, uh, from what I understand, for a sole, what they call a sole conservatorship, which would mean that the mother gets to make all the decisions, but then a judge granted joint guardianship. Right. Um, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't quite know what that means, but I guess it boils down to now that the father, who is opposed to the transitioning, especially at such a young age, uh, gets to be involved in the medical decisions. <coughs> so we'll start with this. 
Uh, this is kind of the article saying what I just said. A judge ruled Thursday that uh, Jeffrey Younger, whose young son is reportedly being transitioned into a girl, will have joint guardianship with the son's mother, granting him the right to share medical decisions, which means she can't proceed with uh, like hormone treatments and stuff like that without the father consenting, <clears throat> which is good because I don't I. At that age, you know, kids say they want to be a princess astronaut. Sure. <laughs> that doesn't mean that that's an achievable thing or that, uh, you know, NASA should send them up. <laughs> um, but here's, uh, so here is, I believe, yeah, this is, this is the video where I guess uh, the father is finding out that this boy is being told by his mother that he's a girl. Describing how his mother tells him he's a okay, videos don't work. Buffer. Girl paints his nails and even puts him in dresses. I'm a girl. Who told you you were a girl? Mommy. <clears throat> when did she tell you you were a girl? Uh, I love girls. Oh, I see. So mommy told you you were a girl? Uh-huh. All right. So a little background on that. I guess he got into watching the movie Frozen. Okay. That's kind of where this started. So she's like, well, he's a girl. No, he says he loves girls. <laughs> yes. That's that's not a girl. Uh-huh. Mommy, um, I mean, do anything else like with a girl with you? Mm-hmm. Like what? Like Jesus. What, what does she do? She do dependent on me. She puts dresses on you? She paints. All right. All now, right. Mommy is a pediatrician. Look at her ad campaign. Modern parenting, classic health care. So she's basically exploiting her child <laughs> for, yeah. her, to, for business gain. <clears throat> she, so she can say that she's the wokest sure. <laughs> pediatrician in town. Um, and then this is like, I guess from right after the court case, is a video of this child who at this point I'm sure is very confused, saying, I'm a boy. I am a boy. I am James. I am a boy. So, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's just, to me, the idea of taking a child through a sex change to begin with is just nuts. And I would, I would have thought before hearing this that the default court ruling on something like that should be leave things alone you, you know would, you would you would think <clears throat> um it's oh, how do i put this bluntly and crassly so we get hate mail later <laughs> i knew my cousin was lighting the loafers when we were eight years old I mean, we you know he he had his it was just we just knew he was going to be gay or was gay now, did we? That's looking back at it after we grew up a bit and knew what that all meant. So, as you know, later teenagers and in our early twenties, you know, he came out. And he's like made his, but that's it was like you know what? Yeah, probably all well, your life, like no big deal, didn't matter. This again, there's that whole argument. You know, you're born with certain proclivities, or your brain, you know, works a certain way. You have these urges and desires and things and when you hit puberty or whatever you start going that direction and i'm sure the science is there to prove it 
or at least you know have a lot of data built up but this seems like nature versus nurture and nurture is is <coughs> using it for uh some sort of weird well and the here's the other thing too with uh with the whole transgender thing um <coughs> it is a medical condition called i've seen it spelled both ways either gender dysphoria or gender dysmorphia right um now there's also something called limb dysmorphia which is in that case that's someone that believes you know i shouldn't have a left leg and they try desperately to have the limb that they think should be gone amputated but for whatever reason with the gender dysmorphia we've taken a turn where now the prescribed treatment is to transition go through the surgeries and make the body fit what the people believe they should be. Um, and so far from the data, this is, I mean, you know, sex changes are what, maybe 30 years old, generally speaking, something like that. Um, so there's not as much data as maybe some, some other medical conditions. Um, but the, uh, the suicide rates with trans with transgender people, are no different among those that transition compared to those who don't. Right, I so remember reading that. It it appears not to actually solve the problem. Number one. Right. Number two. This is a child. The 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 whole thing. The whole this thing. This isn't this isn't a grown up saying, <coughs> "I want to be called Sally and make me a woman." Yeah, I, w- I want to be Sally and respect my life choices. This this right. is a little boy wh- who's who, being, told. by all accounts, is being told by his mother who wants to appear woke. Yeah. To sell to, to, to sell her services. If you're over eighteen and you're paying for it yourself, do whatever you want. Whether it's paint your truck, transition to a woman or a man, whatever it ends up being. Whatever it ends up being. If you're over eighteen, you you're a grown ass person, make your own choices. Do what you want to do. Um, with the only caveat is I'm not gonna pay for it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to. You right. you do whatever you want. So uh this is this is a bit disturbing, and if you guys want to chime in, 719-285-9863 if you're watching live or if you decide that, you know, Friday nights are better served getting fucking drunk and plowed and having a good old time, you should do that while you're watching us and then go really tie one on. That would be my <laughs> suggestion. However, I digress. If you guys want to chime in on that, let us know. If you want to later, when you're hearing this and you're just enraged and think we're whatever give us a call and leave a message at 719-285-9863 no don't call my phone people (laughs) it's not i'm not gonna answer that (laughs) it's not gonna happen but yeah i think i think this is a a case where you know i don't i don't know exactly and it's like i don't under like i said at the top i don't quite understand the process if the jury rules one way and then the judge can rule something different that apparently sticks yeah. um and i don't know the difference between a conservatorship and a guardianship for i children. also i also <coughs> we're, we're in a weird slippery slope because of the whole is there a law saying that you know you can't raise your child the way well, that you want to that's uh from what i understand is one of the problems there is not so until and it, and it, from, I actually saw a lawyer speaking on this, and the way he put it was, you don't have precedent until it goes to an appeals court. Right. Appeals court set precedent mm-hmm. because that means basically there's no there at that point any lower court has to follow what they well, say. If you get an appeal, it's because <coughs> of a point of law. 
that's the only way you get to appeal something as well. So it's not like you can go to court and go, I didn't like the decision, I want to appeal it. No, there was a point of law missed or missing in this case. There isn't one. So now it has to go to an appellate court and uh, be deliberated that way. And it, if, if it doesn't get done there, it goes up the chain up until up till it ends at the Supreme Court, which then has to rule a certain way, then that sets precedent, and then that then they can work with Congress or, or suggest, I guess, suggest to Congress. Maybe you should pass a law about Maybe this. Maybe you guys should put in a law, and then the and then the executive branch can sign off or veto. Yep. <coughs> I feel like we should be doing a song, <laughs> one of those after-school songs. I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you can't uh, cut a kid's wiener off. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait you gotta be till he's grown. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. All right, we've harped on this enough. Yeah, uh, let's see. All right, we got some whistleblower shit coming up. This this cat, if you don't know who Edward snowed snowed in, that's Colorado Springs Snowden. <laughs> Uh, search the CIA's network for proof that aliens exist. Uh, more to the point, he searched the the files. He was a, he's a whistleblower. He's living in Moscow uh, now as a well. He's on the run, or he's living in exile. Yeah, because if he were to come back, he'd be arrested immediately. Yep. Um, he used his super awesome clearance to basically Google the c- CIA's network. For proof, the government was hiding uh, the gov- its own uh, interaction with extraterrestrial life. And from his accounts, he says there wasn't any. Let's uh, we have a video clip. We're gonna check that out. Yep. If it works. A murdered lawyer, an oh, innocent man framed, a ruthless cartel. Uh, uh, you didn't not. pay for this, Rucker. So whatever. Again, um, Edward Snowden living in Moscow in exile as a whistleblower here from the the U.S. with a... You access an unauthorized program. It's Hollywood's take on one of the biggest intelligence leaks in U.S. history, the new Oliver Stone film, Snowden. It reveals new details about how NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden escaped U.S. authorities. The government knows that we have these documents now. It's cool spot. Snowden first went public from this hotel in Hong Kong in May 2013, making his bombshell revelations about NSA surveillance programs in an interview with The Guardian newspaper. The NSA specifically targets the communications of everyone. Around that time, Hong Kong-based lawyer Robert Tebow was hired to represent the most wanted man in the world. Mr. Snowden... Spelled a little was, differently. Was yeah. nervous uh, when I met with him. The lawyer hid Snowden in the middle of this crowded city for weeks. I advised Mr. Snowden to be placed with refugee families in a populated area, as this would be the last place that anybody would look. The film no. shows for the first time it's how true. Tebow took Snowden to stay the last with place impoverished would do a drone asylum strike. seekers who <laughs> are his clients. Yes, these are good people. They won't talk. Now, after staying in the shadows for years... Hi there. I'm Ivan. Nice to meet you. The real refugees who took turns hiding Snowden are going public. Families like Supun Kelapata and Nadika Nonis from Sri Lanka gave their bed in a tiny Hong Kong newspaper. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are at least 14,500 asylum seekers in. Does he have a citizenship? No. Protected me. He is grateful. They protected me. All right. I think this is the this is the puff piece. And what for that? Sorry, Trevor. They clickbaited us. They clickbaited us. This is the puff piece about how he got away. But basically, no, we don't care about that shit. What we do care about is his findings and his disclosures on chemtrails. He found nothing to that effect that the government is doing any sort of chemtrails. Um, there was something else. Uh, he did say that um, as far basically as we're all being monitored with cell phones. Yep. We're tracked. If you have a cell phone and you have uh, any sort of connected device, pretty much somebody at the CAA has seen your wiener. That's just that's what it boils down to. And last but not least, and this is one of the one of the I did watch this podcast, um, the Joe Rogan Experience. Fuck yeah, Joe! Um, actually, we should just be like, go Joe Rogan, <laughs> go Joe Rogan. Uh, revealed uh, that. Sorry, Joe. There's no evidence of extraterrestrial life. The government isn't hiding it. Area Fifty One is actually a top secret weapons and. Uh, uh, aircraft uh, assembly and testing and high, you know, basically old files. So part of Indiana Jones and the last cr- or the shitty crystal, whatever that movie <laughs> was called about the alien, that part of that was true. The, they, they stash all their stuff there, but basically the chemtrails thing, he couldn't find anything about it. The, uh, uh, and no, how did he put it on Joe Rogan? He said, at least there is n- there's been no contact with the United States government or knowledge you know of from extraterrestrial life now if you're crying about that you want to have a valid discussion about extraterrestrial life you got to do three things number 1 go learn what the fermi paradox is number 2 figure out the drake equation and then number 3 call us at 719-285-9863 <laughs> and we can have a cogent discussion about extraterrestrial contact then and only then can All we right. have a good conversation <coughs> about that uh go edward dosvidanya <laughs> have fun over there uh all right let's see our next uh, story here one that hits near and dear to our hearts. So uh, Adam Driver, now famous for uh, playing Kylo Ren in the Star Wars franchise. I really liked him in the uh, Spike Lee joint about the uh, first black detective in oh, Colorado yeah. Springs. Who who uh, busted in busted the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Fucked up the Ku Klux Klan in the yeah. 70s. What a good movie. So then Adam Driver delivered in that one. Um, says he is unfamiliar with the term... Toxic masculinity. Well, I guess he said he's not sure what toxic masculinity means. Uh, the headline below that subheadline, I guess, uh, is the actor is unfamiliar with the term, which I'm guessing he's not. He's probably heard the term, and they're kind of twisting it because he's oh, like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you please? He's pulling a Bill Clinton. So, <coughs> can you define oral sex? <laughs> can I? Can I get a, an example? Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, he uh, I guess in this uh, interview for I need to see what magazine it is. Uh, the New Yorker. There you go. Um, 
he uh, went into depth about uh, his conservative religious upbringing. Uh, that meant that he was not really exposed to a lot of pop culture uh, until later on in his life. And uh, <clears throat> I guess he feels kind of blindsided, like he missed a class. <laughs> well, trying to catch up on that. <clears throat> here's something else I know about him. If you've ever watched his TED talk, he talks about you know being a Marine mm-hmm. and getting there and the camaraderie and the you know he he gets it. He's he's had I. Th- if 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 I'm under if I'm understanding his sarcasm, he's what do you mean toxic masculinity? Yep. Yeah. Here's a guy who served our country. Um, was also you know had to work. I don't know. He's he's worked in in shitty little acting troops here and there, and busted his ass and busted his ass and busted his ass, and then finally, you know, did his ten year overnight success. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think I don't know. I I read this with some tongue in cheek because I, f- I feel like he do he's doing what I would do. What, oh, I don't understand toxic man. What, yeah. what does that mean? I'm not taking this seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you don't get that, then you know that's on you. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What did he say about this? Oh, I suggested that male aggression is seen as less purifying. Now that it may have been portrayed, huh, uh, as being in Fight Club, I have to think about it. I haven't heard much about toxic masculinity. Yep, he chuckled. Maybe because I'm part of the problem. That's the part I wanted to read to you guys because it's a good clickbait article about, I don't know what that is. Whatever. I, I would say I think he... I would like to see this vi- this uh hear the audio of the interview. Yeah. Cuz I imagine I imagine his tone is like <laughs> he's like you guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to you're trying to, you know, paint me into a corner and get me to say something stupid and uh yeah. Hmm. See, I think what people are trying to do if I have any say in this at all what certain people are trying to do is to wrap the words toxic masculinity into chauvinist bigoted asshole. Yes, yeah. And then basically paint anyone who, uh, again, asserts any sort of alpha um, traits, uh, particularly male traits, they will uh, say, well, you're... Being to- it's toxic. It's toxic masculinity, which is not the case. If you're if you're a sexist, bigoted asshole, then that's what you are. You're a sexist asshole. Well, yeah, and I think the I think the problem too is most of the time when people discuss toxic masculinity, it's under the presumption that all masculinity is toxic. <coughs> it's like that's a given, right? It's not. Yeah. Uh, I like I really like to like say, there are toxic people. Some of them are men. Some of them are women. I've been that guy. I've been the shitty one in the situation just because I was immature and and wanted my way to go my way or the highway, so I was the shitty one. I've been that guy. You know, you look that's just I don't know if it's not a form of masculinity by any means. That's a form of immaturity. That's what that boils down to. Yeah. It doesn't it is toxic, but we should just say, you know, you're you're immature. 
you're emotionally you're whatever you are you're just you're you're being immature about this situation all right anyway moving on if you haven't seen that i cannot fucking remember what that movie's called it's a spike lee joint oh the black klansman yes fucking go watch that movie everybody adam driver delivers in that his he's He's also he's also really good in a logan lucky lucky logan lucky logan 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 lucky it's called uh yeah him him and daniel craig (laughs) are particularly funny that's awesome that's awesome all right uh so so speaking of uh (coughs) the holidays are the holidays yes and nigh uh, upon us being uh this is I don't know what I don't even know how to transition this. What way to segment that, Trevor? Just uh toxic masculinity means doesn't mean we like to look at boobs. That's not it. But tis the season. We're gonna Ooh. pull the uh classic Walmart and Rudolph Home Depot the thing. Red Nose Day Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna pull the the classic. We're gonna show you Christmas stuff before <laughs> Halloween. This is how Man Tools does it. We're gonna show you a little Christmas thing before Halloween. There I, you go, I've everybody. I've not seen any of these in real life. I've never seen anybody do this in real life. This is all just for... Uh, I have a feeling webs. it's all insta-hoes. <laughs> <laughs> did, what, uh, what did Nicole Arbor call him? Do nothing hoes? Dudes are doing it, I guess. And uh, that's... Uh, that's. If you want to scroll back up, we can show you what toxic masculinity <laughs> looks like. <laughs> oh, boy. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> that one's. That I can't was, imagine. That one's not a reindeer, though. Is it? Is it an elf? I guess. I don't um, know. Um, Eskimo. Holly leaf. So reindeer boobs are a thing. We should have. We should have probably waited till December, but like I said, we're doing the uh, the Home Depot thing. I was there all today, right. and it was all Christmas stuff. I'm like, God damn, guys. And I'm not sure why this is in uh, Delish magazine or I don't know. Whatever. I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> okay. I thought that was uh No, while you're making cookies, decorate your boob. Decorate your boob. <laughs> we look forward to your hate mail, everybody. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. She's a beaut, Clark. Uh looks like we've got some election twenty twenty news we do coming up. So I find this very, this next article just very dubious because, if we get to it, there we go. Oh, yes. Perfect. So this week... Republicans stormed the impeachment hearing room en masse. Everybody make a big showing, make a big stink. Stormed it. This is this is how the headline right reads. Yeah, y- you do know they were invited, right? Well, so the 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 crowd that showed up was not, and that was their beef, I guess. Um, there were whatever committee this is being held in. I guess Republican members of that committee are being invited. But everyone else is in Congress is not. So and and these guys beef is that, uh, for example, there was 
I don't know if it's in this video, but I saw a video of uh, a congressman who's on <clears throat> the Armed Services Committee. And one of the people they were talking to was like a deputy secretary of defense. And he's like, well, if you're talking to her, people from my committee should be involved in this, um, which is probably a more or less uh, correct statement, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the I guess that's the beef is that not everybody they're not holding these inquiry proceedings openly. They're taking witnesses into closed doors and then coming out and saying, oh, they dropped a bombshell. We can't tell you what it is. <laughs> so what it boils down to is y'all are in sixth grade and Sally went in to go narc you out to the principal and you better, you got to run in there and get your story straight because you both fucked up on the playground and you don't really need anybody knowing you stole Bobby's lunch. <laughs> I get it. So, yeah, so totally. Like that. I understand. Anyway, here's here's some fun video. Pentagon official Laura Cooper leaving Capitol Hill after her test. Oh, okay. I, I believe she was, she the, was the deputy inquiry. secretary. Of you know, I, I think the, the witness is is verifying a number of facts that that we already knew. Right. Her deposition delayed for several hours when about two dozen House Republicans entered the closed door meeting and refused to leave. Voting members of Congress are being denied access from being able to see what's happening behind these closed doors where they're trying to impeach the President of the United States with a one-sided set of rules. Democrats call it a stunt, a violation of House rules which say only members on three key committees are allowed inside. They're freaked out. They're trying to stop this investigation. One day earlier, Ambassador Bill Taylor, a top diplomat in Ukraine, testified that he was told that in order to receive military aid, Ukraine's president had to, quote, go to a microphone and say he is opening investigations of Biden and 2016 election interference. According to the White House, the testimony was just more hearsay. <laughs> president Trump took aim at the inquiry during a stop in Pennsylvania. They can't beat us at the ballot box. They cannot beat us at the ballot box. So they want to try and beat us the old-fashioned way, which is not very nice. They are a nasty group of people. The president also called for Republican unity, saying, quote, we've got to stick together. Dan Sheneman, NBC New News. Mexico. You guys can go away, apparently. <laughs> Do we have a picture of Trump's new map? No, I don't have that. You um, want that? Sure. Okay, we're going to um, send... Uh, <laughs> We're going to send Trevor a picture of, because uh, at that same stop, where was that, Pennsylvania or Pittsburgh? Something like that. It's fucking Pittsburgh, I think. Oh, hell's bells. Let me get you, let me get you that. So apparently, um, we, we would like to say that here at Mantools, we have been marked safe from the... Uh, the wall? The wall. We've been marked safe from the wall because apparently we're going to get... Uh, a wall built, and hopefully New Mexico will pay for it. <laughs> that that would be great. My Twitter feed fucking exploded this week on this stuff. I think it it's just hilarious. So at, at, on that same uh, speech, just just so you know, on while saying basically the Democrats are a bunch of nasty people, which in my opinion, both you guys are go, you're all terrible people. Yeah, you yeah. all suck. Trump said, we're building a wall in Texas. We're building a wall in Arizona. We're building a wall in Colorado. We're building a nice wall in Colorado. I, I guess he thought we were a border state. 
<laughs> or or he just really was confused like on the idea of New Mexico. What do you mean New Mexico? New Mexico. No, no, no. We're giving that back to they Mexico. Don't, they don't get to make a new one. They don't get a new one. We're just uh, going <laughs> to give that back. So apparently we crossed out new, and uh, it's just part of Mexico now. Yeah. Did you, uh, yeah, ho- so hopefully New Mexico will pay for it, and Kansas will reap the benefits, <laughs> apparently, of uh, the wall in Colorado. Utah will reap the benefits of the wall in Colorado, all f- all five and a half meters of it <laughs> that hit the four corners or, you know, the, yeah. su- the southern the southern part. Um, so when <laughs> after that's built, when you go to the four corners monument, will you actually be able to hit no, all four? You'll just have to hit three, three and then there's a corner of a wall in it's your a, way? It's a tripod now. All right. Um, you know how we're building that wall, though, right? Uh, with bales of weed. Bales of weed. <laughs> that's how Colorado rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is why I don't want to build a wall. I really like breakfast burritos. Really like taco trucks. I really like a whole lot of things, and I'm being an asshole right now on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. It's a <laughs> fucking joke. Deal with it. I really like a whole lot of things that people who want, I like guys that work for me that come out and fucking do a good job. I really like that. So, just saying. Let's figure something else out. I had a buddy once. Now I'm going to get crass for a minute. I look forward to your hate mail. I had a buddy once said, let's have the um, the uh, foreign work exchange program. Okay. I'll trade you one lazy bastard on welfare sitting on the couch playing Xbox for four Mexican <laughs> workers. He can go sit down there and just play Xbox all day. Yeah. I was like, as stupid as that, as, as very sort of, Base and puerile as that sounds, I'm like that, that's not a bad idea. Like, I'll trade you. <coughs> Watch our GDP well, go through the roof. This is another problem that's caused by uh, minimum wage legislation. Yeah. If if there wasn't a minimum wage, <coughs> no company would be tempted to get uh, illegal immigrants for labor, anyways. Nope. Uh, but anyways. Uh, let's see. Also related to the impeachment, this is uh, this is fun. Joe Biden, oh, crazy Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe. Here we go. So uh, remember back when Clinton was being impeached in like 1993? Well, yes, so I think it was 93, roughly that. Here, here's uh, then Senator Biden, and uh, let's see what he had to say. Oh, he's so baby faced. History is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching. I. Woo. Wait, okay. What did, did you, he say? History is going to question whether or not that's a partisan lynching, the the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Now, then Donald Trump tweeted this. Someday, I'm going to read it because our image kind of cuts off some of it. Someday, if a Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny more margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here: a lynching. But we will win. So the word lynching has other meanings, uh, but I don't think they're being invoked here by either of these guys. No. However, of course, this causes controversy. So uh, people, especially on the left, got all upset with Trump's use of the word lynching. Don't you know our history? Stuff like that. Yep. And then... uh, Somebody dug up that other clip of Biden and then confronted him about it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he was criticizing Trump for using the word lynch. You can't use that word. 
Yes, and I apologized for it. And what I wasn't using as a dog whistle. Oh, He's using wait, it as wait. a dog well, whistle. So when Donald Trump, and I like him or hate him, but he's using that word in exactly the same context that Biden was Biden using it. Biden used it, the exact. <laughs> to say that this process I is love, unfair. And I love how these guys <laughs> just backpedal. And, and but when Trump, when Trump does it, it's a dog whistle. He's, he's actually mirrors. being racist. So what this is about when you said it? I said it, and I, I was wrong to have said it, and I apologize for having said it. And I apologize for them, and I apologize for it now. The fact of the matter is it shouldn't be used at all. But the encouragement of white supremacists, which he's done his entire presidency. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait. Uh, he, I'm just going to, what I think is fact. I'm, I don't think there's a way to dispute this. But Donald Trump was never considered racist until he said that he was seeking the Republican nomination for president. Right. He was sexist. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was definitely a womanizing chauvinist. Yes, absolutely. But there are pictures of him like winning awards with Rosa Parks. Yeah. From the 90s. I don't. (laughs) He. uh... Now, do a lot of racists like, you know, did they vote for him and stuff? Sure. Sure. But that doesn't mean that he himself. He he has a uh, it's sort of just this piquant after dinner flavor of sort of like you know white is right going on but well he's he's a he's a 75 year old white dude that just kind of doesn't give a fuck anymore well and he's he's a it's it's strange because like he won on a populist kind of i'm every man which is pretty far from the truth because he was raised rich yeah like he grew up wealthy um now I will say this: I think he has enough of an ego that when he says something, he believes it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's, I'm not saying that everything is true that he says, but at the moment that he's saying it, he is not lying in that he really he believes, really believes what he is saying that we need a wall here in Colorado. Perhaps yeah. at that moment, yeah, he really at thought, that moment yeah, I get because you. he thought he thought everything south of Colorado was Mexico. Yep, he really <laughs> believed that. <clears throat> So, like like the intro said, everybody sucks. Y'all suck. <laughs> All y'all. I love this whole backpedally bullshit. Oh, man. It's so... Well, when, it's when middle school. Guys on my side say it, it means something completely different. That's what we're I still shouldn't about. say it, and I apologized for it, but when no, he says it, it's we, racist. We, yeah. <laughs> God. All right. And uh, just for fun... I recently took a little quiz. Uh-oh. Uh, this is called I Side With. <laughs> and oh, uh, why didn't you send this to me, too? I, we should have done it. I did, did. Did I not fill it out? No, you didn't. When the fuck did I not but get you that? But can, you, can, you can fill it out for next week. All right. And we'll talk about who you side with. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, some interesting things um, that I... So not, the first thing that it f- kind of figures out for you is what... In case you're confused, what party, and they're not just based on the two-party system, what political party uh, do you, from your based on your answers, uh, and then kind of their platforms, uh, do you generally side with? And I, I was a little surprised by this. Um, the Constitution Party is kind of my number one. Well, not kind of. It is my number one. Yeah. <coughs> by two uh, points. They're 
I would call them kind of a libertarians with a nationalist twist okay. to them, um, and a bit of bit more religion, which is what surprised me because I'm I'm religious, but I'm not. I treat my religion like a penis. Yeah, <laughs> proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of it. I really like mine, but I'm not going to shove it in your face <laughs> unless you ask me to. <laughs> not it. Not it. Which I totally stole from this guy. Yep. Uh, but. <laughs> So that surprised me a little bit because I didn't think my answers uh, would have would have swung there. And second place is what I kind of was figuring would be the top is libertarian, uh, third being the GOP, and then everything after that is, I don't know, 12% is an awful large dive, so I'm not... Yeah. <coughs> you peace and freedom and women's equality and, and all that green party. <coughs> You're totally a socialist, Charlie. <laughs> I was I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then it kind of looks at a ballot. And actually, I guess these, uh, yeah. So based on their policies and my answers to the quiz, I guess I s- 90% should vote for Cory Gardner in the next uh, U.S. Senate election from Colorado. Uh-huh. Huge dip off then down to the... Democrats. I guess there are two Democrats running right now. I didn't even know that. Oh no, there's a bunch. It's oh, like there's four. A ton. Uh, for the House, I guess I didn't answer enough questions. And for president, apparently I'm a Trump guy. Interesting. Get now, Gary Johnson. I voted for in the past uh, until he started supporting uni- universal basic income, and then I was like, "How is that libertarian?" Yeah, no. <clears throat> No, anybody's ever had a job, like a real job. And John Kasich's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And the other guy, uh, John Delaney, it's inconceivable. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. That's that's, uh, from this little quiz. That's uh, how I fell. A a couple surprises to me, but... um, Yeah, that is interesting. I figure, uh, damn, how did I miss that from you? I don't know. And if if we wanted to, we could go into like all my answers, but uh, there's like 40 questions on the quiz, so I don't think we're going to do that. <coughs> no, nah, we only got a, about a half hour left. Let's press forth. All right. Uh, I think we're done with uh, politics and the whole yeah. election 2020. Um, let's get into some his story. So, <laughs> this uh. week in his story, uh, October 25th, during the Crimean War in 1854, a brigade of British light infantry was destroyed by Russian artillery as they charged down a narrow corridor in full view of the Russians. This would later be immortalized by Iron Maiden in the song The Trooper. And, of course, this is the best imagery for that. This uh, it, this is a, a solid example of how history 
if you do not learn from it, you're doomed to repeat it. Um, one of the m this is from the other point of view. This is one of the follies, one of the biggest follies of military strategy, considering the Battle of Thermopylae was at that point still, you know, it was taught right. to generals yep. about how to choke off your uh, enemy's numbers and you will overcome. Anyway, I digress. Yes. Um, let's see, uh, October 26th, 1881. Uh, <coughs> the three Earp brothers and Doc Holliday have a shootout with the Clantons and McClowries at the OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona. And uh, the picture here are two of the McClowry brothers and Billy Clanton. <coughs> God, they were short dudes back then. Um, October 27th, 1873, farmer Joseph Glidden applied for a patent on barbed wire. Glidden eventually received five patents and is generally considered the inventor of barbed wire. I don't know when he went into the paint business. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> now, if you guys want to know another little bit of history about the barbed wire. So in order to get it sold to Sears and Roebuck at the, in, in 1876, right? Um... They wanted, en masse, huge rolls of it, but they wanted proof that it was going to work. So what they did was, they were still a little leery of it, like how it was going to work properly. What they did was, <laughs> this is really fucked up, and you guys can look this up. It's uh, They basically took a whole bunch of steers and a whole bunch of heifers and put a whole bunch of laudanum in their water tank and a bunch of salt licks two days before. So they licked all the salt all day, went and drank, and then were doped up, chilled out, high as fucking monkeys, chill. And then they just walked around, kind of like, do-do-do-do-do-do. The funny part is, they didn't have to do that, because cows see that, get pokied on it. They did that as a, a marketing tactic to get into Sears and Roebuck, the catalog, you know, you know what I'm saying? Now John Deere tractor supplier or whatever it is. Yeah. But they did that as a as a stunt and they so to secure their massive sale, their big, big sale, yeah, that that's gone down in history as uh one of the one of the shadier things, right in there with um who uh who invented the intermittent wiper for your vehicle. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There, that was a interesting movie on that with uh some guy. Anyways, <laughs> you're a good film man, Trevor. Good film man. <laughs> Best of the business, folks. Oh. Trevor Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. October 28th, 969. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick. After a prolonged siege, the Byzantines <laughs> and 300 years of Arab rule in Antioch. <laughs> oh, holy hand grenade. And I don't, I don't know if they found this in Antioch or if this was the secret weapon that ended the siege, but uh, <laughs> this, of course, is the holy hand grenade of Antioch. Shut <laughs> up, Trevor. <laughs> you know what? Our majority of our watchers are women. No women watch Monty Python. I'm just going to tell you that that's, right now. That's probably true. That joke fell flat. I got uh, it. I appreciated it. I loved it. All right. Oh, holy hand grenade. <laughs> October 29th, 1929. Uh, Black Tuesday, the most catastrophic day in stock market history. 
the herald of the Great Depression. 16 million shares were sold at declining prices. Uh, by mid-November, 30 billion of the 80 billion dollars worth of stocks listed in September would have been wiped out. So, yep. Now we know to close. Which the led stock. up to, uh, I think it was called Black Friday, when yep. like all kinds of Wall Street dudes were started just jumping out of buildings because yep. everything <laughs> their, went. Their lives were over. Their lives were over. <laughs> I'm broke. The company's broke. We're all broke. We borrowed on the margin. Mm. And uh, we lost our asses. Uh, let's see. October 30th, 1922, Mussolini sends his black shirts into Rome. The fascist takeover is nearly without bloodshed. The next day, Mussolini is made prime minister. And uh, Mussolini centralized all power in himself as leader of the fascist party and then attempted to create an Italian empire, ultimately in alliance with Hitler's Germany. Although it didn't work out too well for either one of them. For Benny there. Nope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, w- he was uh, <laughs> strung up later within World War II, and Hitler didn't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> this is one of those pictures uh, where it's like, look at me, look at me. Yeah, bro, whatever. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Halloween, October 31st, 1517. Know what this is? Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the church in uh, Wittenberg, Germany. Luther's theories and writings inaugurated Protestantism and shattered the external structure of the medieval church while at the same time reviving religious consciousness in Europe. Of course, one of his big platforms was that uh, the Bible should be printed in people's native languages so they can understand what's in it. Instead of only the clergy being able to right, and the the second big one, the one that the general population really got behind. I don't know. I'm um, paying it. off your uh, paying off. Oh, your the sins. idea of yeah, purgatory. Yeah, yeah, paying it off. Yeah, with gold. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> well, it, it, they go hand in hand because he <laughs> he yeah. was studying as a monk, and he was like, "Wait, wait, that's not all this here. stuff that we say isn't in the Bible," right. and they're like, "Shh." No, no, no. Shh, shh, shh. They can't. Don't you like money? (laughs) Exactly. It's like they can't read. (coughs) And that, uh, that is it for this week. In almost. Oh, I did send you one. You Oh, you just sent me one. Yeah, I I tried to do that. Flashing. I tried to do that earlier, and uh, you know, I'm a dick. But I like the fact that we can do this now. This is so awesome. So in history. Five dudes from, uh, well, mostly. One from Canada, the rest from New York. Put out, if I'm not mistaken, the longest running CD to date. 88 minutes, 10 seconds of one song, Mm -hmm. which if you know, you can put about 88 minutes and 20 seconds of audio on a compact disc. Right. At CD audio quality at 441K 16-bit. That is the maximum amount of audio data that you can put on a disc. Dream Theater's Metropolis Part 2 Scenes from Memory came out this week in 1999. I always get a kick out of the fact that this whole this full-length album yep. was a sequel to, what, a 10-minute song? Yes. <laughs> That's right. So the little tiny song set up 
this whole big story. And it's a uh, it's a super <coughs> crazy story. If you guys haven't checked it out, it is um, it is a rock opera, which for those of you who don't get into that sort of thing, it's actually quite dramatic and fun to follow along the liner notes and figure out the 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 song as it goes. But basically, what it boils down to, uh, without any big spoilers, if you're going to jump into this, is a past life is intruding on present time and a guy goes to a therapist to get regressed back to his past life because he was a girl in the past who got murdered and uh she was involved with sort of with two brothers in love with one brother who was a derelict and then the other brother was a of a congressman of sorts you know politician of sorts and uh there's a weird love triangle she you know she didn't want to get with one dude and love the other dude, but that dude was a loser and everything went to hell. And As it the, does. <laughs> the ending scene, if uh did did you catch it? Did you get it? I'm trying to think back. I know So uh, I, I spoiler alert. I remember someone gets mute murdered, it now and then I'll wave at you if you wanna yeah. if you wanna try to figure out the mystery. So mute it now and I'll wave when we're done. Three, two, one, mute. Not you, Trevor. Sorry. Them. All right. I'm not waving yet. All right. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Anyway, so uh, basically he goes to the therapist, gets regressed back, finds right. out that he was uh, Victoria back in the day. She was in love with the derelict brother and tried to get him to change his life, and he did. And he was getting his shit together. But then the politician brother was super in love with her and found out that the, the Romulus Remus sort of thing. He basically <coughs> killed them both. And then wrote a suicide letter in his brother's handwriting, so everybody thought that his brother his did brother a did it. Suicide, yeah, yeah. So it was a murder suicide, but he got away with double homicide. And then, blah 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 blah. This past life is intru- you know intruding on on the present time, and the uh, this dude finds out that he was the girl in the past, but then wakes up to the therapist, who was the murderer in the past, and then kills him again. Mm. That's how it ends. Mm. Messy. That does sound messy. It's a messy. <laughs> okay, you can unmute now. Sorry. <coughs> Super fun, stupid, geeky, <laughs> shit. Dream Theater, Metropolis Part 2, Scenes from Memory, 88 minutes and 10 seconds of some of the most awesome shit you will ever hear. Uh, I love the fifth movement, where, and I have the T-shirt of it, actually. It's, the, it's a newspaper article. Oh, yeah, yeah. So fun. <coughs> Super fun. Um, it's my, f- actually, I, yeah, oh, even over the William Tell Overture, it, this overture is probably my favorite overture of all time. Awesome. Such a good rockin', rockin' overture. Yeah, that's a good, I, I've always been a fan of that record. Yep. Great production. Or, or compact disc. Compact disc. Because it wouldn't fit on a vinyls. No, no. No, that's a double vinyl. All right. That was this week in his story. And uh, I think all we got left now is sports. Let's do some sports.
All right, so this week in sports, it's been a slow sports week. Um, we only have one thing to cover. <clears throat> the world's ultimate strongman, who need to get a better acronym than WUSS, <laughs> uh, officially kicked off. It's called irony. Uh, today, however, yesterday, some of the world's strongest men took part in the world's ultimate deadlift event. And a strongman from uh, Estonia by the name of, I'm probably butchering this, Rauno Hynia, uh was crowned the champion after deadlifting a very impressive 450 kg, which uh, of course was caught on video. So we'll check that out. Close to a thousand pounds. Shit snacks. I want to see that again. Instagram doesn't let me back it up. No, you gotta. It jumps it. There we go. Watch it again. Play your best. Man, he made that look smooth. All right, so that uh, has been this week in sports and um, this week on our show. It's been a good week. <clears throat> that was a pretty good show, Trevor. Even if you do say so myself. Yeah. Well, uh, in closing, everybody, we'd like to thank our sponsors, EXO Auto Works and Harmonic Studios Madrid Maintenance, Morty on the Move. Uh, I will be at Morty on the Move the 6th, running sound for uh, Street Corner Gypsy while they perform. Their, and, sa- uh, their sound guy's the drummer. So uh, I think we might. Uh, and I think uh, I'll be doing some stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're crashing. We are basically crashing Morty on the move. Yeah, on the sixth. It's gonna be awesome. So look for that man tools of Morty on the move on November sixth. <coughs> um, thank you for watching and or listening. If you would like to support man tools, best way to do it is uh, patron for a little as little as two dollars a month. Uh, Patreon.com slash man tools media gives you access to premium content uh, like remodel your dating life and so you m- had a kid with crazy. <laughs> Still our best one. So good. And coming next week, starting over. Starting over. Man Tools Guide to Starting Over. You can buy premium content at uh, gumroad.com slash mantoolsmedia. Buy merch at mantoolsmedia.threadless.com. Support the podcast on Anchor for as little as 99 cents a month. Donate or nominate to or give mom a hand. You need to follow the link on our website at mantoolsmedia.com. You can advertise with us at mantoolsmedia.com slash advertise, starting at $2 a month. And uh, coming up on November 1st at 6.30 p.m., Emily Navarro, Eric Madrid, and I think some other folks now have been yes. added to that show, uh, doing an acoustic show at the Whistlepig Brewing in uh, uh, over on Dominion Way in Colorado Springs. Uh, we'll put a link to that in uh, the description. Uh, also, 22 miles until none. That's happening Friday, November 22nd, and I want to thank, 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 thank you guys. We raised over $100 for that. Um, so that's well awesome. Done. Well that's done. That's awesome. Man um, Tools. <coughs> so check out uh, mantoolsmedia.com. I put a donation button uh, for that basically on the bottom of every page. So um, 
and you're going to be walking in that I on uh, November 22nd. Um, Starting at f- starts at 4 a.m. If you're yeah, Lone Wolf said that. if you want to train, you need to hit him up. He's going to okay. go walk the last uh, that 13 mile leg of it. Okay, go see yeah. if you guys want to. Yeah, we might hit him up. And uh, yeah, I think that's that about do it, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us on another Friday night. You check us out on all the YouTubes and Twitches and all the other places that you can uh, check us out on. Uh, please leave a like, you know, leave a comment. And uh, all as always, we look forward to your hate mail. Subscribe. Give us <laughs> stars or thumbs ups or any of that stuff. Do that stuff. Yeah. It'll be great. Thanks all for listening. Good night, everybody. <laughs>